years ago when I started writing lots of content, producing lots of content, I was pushing myself. I was so scared. I was just like putting, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it because I didn't have this confidence inside me. I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's maybe it wasn't that bad. It was just me being really uh, not having a confidence in myself. Welcome to the Sisterhood Club podcast, where we talk all things business, Web3 and NFTs. We're on a mission to educate, elevate and empower women into the world of Web3. So join us on this journey as we learn together from leading experts. And remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So please do your own research and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Club podcast with myself, Georgie Hubbard. And me, Pam Caldwell. <laughs> and today we are joined by the wonderful Olga Bobnova. Great to have you here today and uh, welcome to the Sisterhood Club podcast. Could you start by giving the audience a little bit of an introduction into who you are, your background, and uh, we'll kick off there. So over to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pam and Georgie, um, for inviting me, and I'm really excited. My name is Olga, and I am currently running my own business called Begain, and this is a marketing for tech. So my background has been in marketing for over 10 years, and all these 10 years, I was pretty much working for uh, tech companies. I started with the company that were doing um, like industrial automation. So we were distributing all this uh, hardware for factories, for um, uh, trains and, uh, you know, for miners and et cetera. So I had a beautiful experience working with product managers. They were actually talking about microchips, microelectronics and all that stuff. So, and as a marketer, I always needed to translate it and put it in simple terms. So this is probably how I ended up being in tech for a quite long time. And my passion is about to learn about technology, just pull it apart and put it back together for audience who don't understand what it is, just put it in simple terms. So this is what I do in my business pretty much. Um, content creation, uh, creating the strategies just to make sure a tech company is both Web2 and recently entered Web3 space, that they understand what the um, developers are talking about. Well, that is a very needed skill right now because both Pam and I have a tech recruitment company as well. And uh, it's amazing how many people, I think, use almost technology as a bit of a, a weapon and it can be very confusing, especially for females. So I love that, that you're able to take these, you know, complex terminologies, technology, and break it down because I think, you know, a confused mind doesn't buy, a confused mind will never, you know, really sort of take action as well. So I love the fact that you can do that. And now obviously with Web3, I'm sure you're as excited as Pam and I are with what's coming, what's going to be the future of technology. So I love to sort of get into that now, Olga, because I've I've seen you and heard you speak at one of the OzDefi events and you really broke down so beautifully 
beautifully like the difference between sort of like, you know, your web two marketing, your web three marketing and what you're seeing in the market right now. So I'd, I'd love to go into that if that's okay. Just sort of like, what are you seeing in the market right now when companies are coming to you and asking you for guidance around marketing and web three? What are you seeing? What are you telling them and how are you advising them right now? So first of all, we probably need to identify the slightly the difference. Um, well, there's Web2 and Web3, they have uh, differences and they have some uh, common things as well. So the common thing, as I mentioned, it's uh, not being able, not, not being able, probably uh, not really interested in explaining other products and just build this relationship with audience. Sometimes I can see it in both spaces, like Web 2 and Web 3. So probably we need to start from scratch and saying, all right, so you actually entering Web 3 space and what you want to do that. So do you have a community? Um, Do you have your audience? Have you prepared your audience? Have you prepared your clients? Because that's quite difficult for what what it was what I see that some companies, Web2 companies, they see this, you know, the flashing light of the Web3 space and just like, all right, so we start building something, you know, the blockchain, the app, uh, and entering Web3 space. However, so maybe the stakeholders, the partners, the audience are not ready for that. So they're not uh, ready for them to literally going into new space. And they uh, simply don't know anything about Web3 space because this is a big part of the Web3 space. It is community. So how do you build a community? How you get people interested about what are you doing? It's not just simply build a product because Web3 space, this is a massive uh, difference between those spaces. We having we don't have competitors in Web3. We have collaborators. We have a community. So this is probably the common, common, um, not a mistake, probably common overseeing that's, that's all right. So we can build, but no. So you have to put um, the community first and not just building your product just to make sure you communicate it properly. Right. That's, that's really interesting. And I would agree with you here because a lot of web three now is very community driven, of course. Mm -hmm. So as a, as a web two company, and looking to get into a web three strategy, let's say that they have obviously, you know, they have some buyers there, they have some people that like their products, but perhaps they don't have that real, that community, right? So where where are you, I guess, advising your clients to begin? Are you advising them to start building up that community first? Are you advising them to go and open a discord or jump onto to Twitter and run some Twitter spaces, get to know their community a bit better? Or are you just advising them to, you know, sort of like, I guess, launch something and then build a community? Like what do you think comes first? Uh, it depends on the product. So if it's just a blockchain technology, uh, let's say blockchain um, application for industries like um, health industry or it is like maybe education or something else, uh, supply chain. So the first of all, you just need to educate. I know we say this word millions of times, but this is really important. So if you educate your, um, if you're working in B2B, if you're working with the health industry, so you're actually building a product that can be really beneficial uh, for uh, health industry or education or supply chain. So you actually have to um, explain 
why they need to, what problem will solve, what blockchain technology, um, what the problem will solve with that. So it's not just pushing the product just because of you think it's great. So you have to educate. This is just um, yesterday I had a, a meeting with a client and we were talking about blockchain technology and how great it is. Well, we understand that's yeah, that's great, but there's um, different people. They have no idea what's going on, and they see a blockchain technology is really, really bad for the environment. This is what I heard. Or they have no idea. They literally hear this blockchain is a change of blocks. That's it. Why you need it. They have never heard about security, transparency, how the information stored. It's just funny to see that we need to bring more education and just tell people why it's important and what you can do with that technology. A hundred percent. So you think that's the first step, obviously, is just talk, getting Web2 companies to really look into the education piece, getting themselves clued up on it first before jumping in into like their own Web3 strategy. I think that's really, really good advice. And I love to sort of like touch upon like your journey into into Web3. Like when did the penny drop for you? When did you start to like connect the dots and to go this is going to be the future and I want to make sure that I am a leader in this space. I'm sort of putting putting myself in a position where people come to me as, mm-hmm. you know, the expert in this space. Like when did the penny drop for you and when did you sort of get start to get excited about Web3 and all the opportunities? I was actually, I'm quite newish in the space because being in Web3 maybe around a year However, I started learning about blockchain technology and I haven't really put any attention into learning Bitcoin. So I heard about blockchain technology first uh, in terms of supply chain and what it was been doing in supply chain. And then I started like, oh, okay, so there's a cryptocurrencies, so there's a Bitcoin and etc. There's metaverse, there's no new NFTs and everything. Uh, so yeah, around maybe a year ago, I started learning more. I went to the blockchain event and I could see how close this circle is, the community of people in crypto, just simply. And I could see this. They're actually not telling about how you can market, how you can break the circle and bring new people in and educate people. So I saw them talking on language and just being in this closed circle and that's it. So well, I actually see this really great opportunity for um, for myself because I understand tech. I know what a blockchain is. I can learn any other stuff. So this is how I started educating myself, doing hours and hours of online courses and just like um, – putting the pieces together and, okay, so this is what it can do in this industry. So this is how how it can benefit this industry. So how cryptocurrencies work, exchanges, uh, NFTs. And I just got really interested because one thing I remember was sitting and thinking, oh, my God, that's another thing for me to learn. Like I love learning new stuff, but it's just like, oh, just learned that and there's another one. And as soon as I started, I just couldn't stop. 
And I said that this, this, this technology is just fascinating. Yeah. And I, look, I think like we, we've actually often spoke about the power of online learning at the moment. And, you know, we've all got education at our fingertips right now in terms of all the information and all the content that, that is out there. And I think in terms of like Georgie and I, we actually both had a similar journey and entry into the space, Olga, in terms of we were like, hmm, you know, that like Web3, like this has really piqued our interest because our background is also technology we've been in technology for many years and when we you know really started noticing the momentum that was gaining around like web3 nfts metaverse we thought right okay um we've got some ideas now that we feel that could have like a real impact in the space um and make sure that we're encouraging as many women into the space as possible and you know you've actually spoken you know to some passions of ours, which is obviously breaking down the barriers to entry into these technologies and make it seem like a less scary place via the content and the marketing information and the marketing material that you're you're actually putting out. Um, so I, I love that that's the sort of journey that you've gone on. And I think like that's really important to talk to our community about that, that look, it's okay for everyone to know nothing, but you got to start somewhere mm. and the information is out there. You search for it, you choose and select your online courses, you choose and select the voices that you want to listen to, that you want to be educated by in the space. And this is the whole power of this podcast as well. It's just for other women to actually hear the journey that, that you've gone on. Mm. So, you know, give power to the voices of women that are already in the space. Um, but we, we've touched upon like like content and what I would really like to ask is, I noticed that um, on your platform, you've shared that writing content is not easy, but it is essential for every business. Now, that's something that Georgie and I both can very much relate to at the moment. We have two businesses and we both obviously already also have our own personal brands that we're we're building on as well and being a bit of a content machine is it's a tough gig um you know to keep that content going out there and it's not easy but it is important if you do not have content on your platform as a business at the moment you ain't building a brand so what would be the the key steps that you would suggest businesses or brands are following and pursuing when building their Web3 companies or their their brands in the Web3 space? Um, first of all, I have to say, well, coming from traditional marketing and Web2 marketing, I def- definitely know that you got to be patient. So you won't build a, a community or you won't build a business or your online presence in one week. So sometimes, yeah, with all the tools we have, you can get viral you know, being on TikTok or I'm not sure like how you can get viral now on Instagram, but I know that TikTok is really popular or this, if you're touching this, you know, this, uh, the parts of the soil, souls of people on the LinkedIn, you know, you're sharing your story, how hard your life were before and how you built your brand. So something like this can go viral, but we're not talking about viral, viral sometimes it just can be really hard, but I can be actually super boring with um, uh, with the marketing strategies. Uh, you know, knowing your goals and your audience and what they want. 
So this is really boring stuff, really boring marketing stuff. It's just like, oh, right, okay, we heard like, you know, the smart goals, you know, your audience, you know, you identify your personas. That's the boring stuff, but it's really essential, especially when you're building your content as well, because you need to know how to speak to your audience. If your audience, let's say, let's take just a LinkedIn, and you have literally all the people um, I don't know, developers, you have cyber people, you know, they're really, really techie. And you all of a sudden you started talking about, okay, guys, now we're writing content. They're just like unfollow. So if you don't know who your audience and you ate what you're aiming to do with your content, uh, what audience you want to attract, so you will be just shooting like just in the air and just, okay, so all of a sudden you just produce a piece of content and nothing happens. So yes, probably knowing your audience and um, especially when creating content. So you need to find your own language. So being unique and sometimes you can just find a gap, maybe something. Okay. So I don't really see my, um, my connections are talking about that. So I will probably, I'm passionate about marketing. I'm passionate about marketing and tech. So I will be talking about marketing and tech. And I know that I have some audience and Web3 audience. So I'll definitely bring some pieces of content about blockchain because I love it too. And I know my audience will love it. So you will find this niche. And I think I just put it in that particular post. So I write about marketing and I write about tech. So my niche is probably marketing and tech. Voila. So we found it. We know how to talk to them. And definitely knowing your industry. So you know what are you talking about. So you're not just copy and paste. There's something that you'll find on the internet. Even if you want to share an article with your audience, you actually create a really nice summary that wrap up about this article, like short blurb, you know, something that people will read. Okay, so I'm interested in learning more. This is, you know, that will be easy so you don't have to come up with something new. You can share something already been written, but just put your thoughts on it. So, like, what do you think about that? You can write an article and put in your website and send people, direct people to your website. But it's all about knowing the industry as well. And uh, another thing, for example, that's what we're doing right now, collaborate with others. So you can share, reshare content. You can uh, write about, like, I will definitely write a post about you ladies, you know, about what we're doing right now. And you tag each other. Ah, Of course. (laughs) I'm a content Mm. creator. Mm -hmm. Of course. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's amazing experience. (laughs) (laughs) And it's amazing experience for me to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, like I, I love a few things that you've just said there. And if I could just like touch upon, you know, when you're building content, it's like use your own language. You mentioned mm-hmm. use your own language. And I personally feel as though that's something so important. And that to me, it all comes back to operating with 
authenticity mm. and building a brand that's really true to who you are and yourself. And with Sisterhood Club at the moment, if there's one thing that I genuinely feel that is shining through is that that business and the brand perception is very much driven by the personalities behind mm. Georgie and I. And that's in terms of the community or our, our whole goal and the vision for building the community we wanted to build the community in a very authentic way we wanted people that were joining us on our journey that really truly believe in the mission and the vision and the purpose of the sisterhood club and that very much comes from georgie and i and how we show up it's like how we show up very much drives the community that is going to be attracted to the sisterhood club so i think always in terms of like your um, like knowing your avatar, knowing who you're talking to, but very much it coming f- when you're speaking, when you're writing content, whatever type of content you're putting out there, it's like be speaking and showing up in your true authentic self because ultimately that will shine through mm. in the brand that you're looking to build. So I just felt really connected with what you with what you've just said there. And that was like my sort of key takeaway. That's that's that that's how I felt from what you said. Yeah, and just to just to follow on for what you just said then, Pam, and also what you've just said there, Olga, I think this is this is such an important conversation, right? Because people also buy from people. And this is why I'm very passionate, always have been very passionate about building up your personal brand alongside your business. And somebody who obviously does this so well, we all know him is is Gary Vay, right? Mm. The reason why VaynerMedia is such a huge success is because of Gary, right? He is just obviously the content king and uh and somebody that I have followed for a long, long time and very inspiring in this in this space and obviously now Web3 with V Friends. But of course, right? He's Gary Vay <laughs> and people, but rightly so for the last, you know, over a decade now, he has been putting out content, right? He deserves every single thing he has got. But if you're somebody listening to this right now, and you're starting from ground zero and you want to build a business, you want to build a brand, you maybe just do not have any idea where to begin. What advice, Olga, would you have for somebody that is brand new to marketing, brand new to this space? Where should they begin in building their own brand, their personal brand? Where should they begin? I absolutely agree with you in terms of personal branding and how important it is because any business, any B2B business starts with B2C. You start communicating with one person or maybe two Mm. and they see your personality first. So they should trust you. They will trust your product and they trust your brand. I think this is three important things. But it starts with B2C. It starts with personal communication. I have people reaching out to me on LinkedIn and asking for help. However, it didn't happen just, um, you know, in one day. Before I started my business, I was actually building my personal brand working for corporate. So I was building and I already had network. So when I started building Big Game, nobody knew. So I started from the scratch, you know, the um, the page with zero following. And then when people see that what I'm doing and then how I connected to my brand, they put this puzzle together and then just like, all right, so I will love what she's doing and she's running her company. And that's how this is how she puts her company First, you know, this is like because I, well, 
I pretty much I'm trying to sometimes separate that's what I'm talking about my com- on my company page and on my own page because I want to still keep it going like still connected to me but just as a business not being really really super attached but this is how we started so just use your personal brand bring your business into it and start slowly introducing your business however start building your personal brand and your um, brand before you launch something it will be super helpful. So even if you have just idea, maybe start talking, just checking, you know, checking what audience thinking about your product. Maybe you just, you won't build it, but you already make some edits to it. You know, you already change it slightly because like, okay, so this is not a problem. So I think that I'm resolving this problem, but it's not as actually a problem. But if you build it and then start it actually bringing it to, um, you know, an online platform. I love that. So build your personal brand first before you source, think about launching your business. That will make it easier as well. Mm. In terms of like when people building their personal brand, right? I think there's a lot of people that lack a little bit of confidence. They worry about what people will think about them. They worry about what the neighbors are going to think, what the what their family are going to think, what their friends are going to think. What would you say to those people here right now that listening to this that, you know, maybe want to start putting themselves out there, maybe have got an idea, but they are worried about judgment. They are worried about what people will think. Like we've all been on that journey, right? Of like finding the confidence, finding our voice. And once you found it, once you're in this place where you're like, I actually don't care <laughs> what anyone thinks. I'm just being me. I'm showing up as my authentic self every single day and as long as I'm doing come it's coming from a good place like who cares what someone thinks about me a keyboard warrior with probably massive insecurities right what would you say to those people that want to start something want to start building a personal brand but they're afraid they're lacking the confidence what advice would you have for them um I love that you touched on that topic because I had that same problem maybe three years ago and, you know, as you could hear, I'm not native English speaker. So for me, the biggest problem was that I will write something wrong, grammatically incorrect. People will be laughing at me. Oh, my God. So I had that fear, even being a copywriter and content writer and being a marketer and being, you know, speaking English for years and years. But I had this fear. And I remember I had a conversation with my um with one of my mentors that time, maybe three or four years ago, I think three. And he said like, Olga, okay, so we're not talking about marketing now. So we're talking about what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? Because you want to probably start building your personal brand if you want to maybe, if you're looking for another uh, job, another position or something else, something else. I just like, well, I actually really passionate about communication so like how people communicate what they talk you know the body language and all these psychological things and he said like okay so you have a task you need to write an article and put it out there just post it on LinkedIn I think it took me like three weeks (laughs) just to put this article together and then I was just like oh my god send you know submit (laughs) upload so I've done that and I remember I sent it to my colleagues and say like, ladies, this is what I did. Just, just you know, support me with just putting a like, you know, just like it. You don't have to share. You don't have to leave it in the comments. You just like it. And uh, I remember that um, 
one of my colleagues and she was um really high position than I was that time and she said like Olga you're so brave that you actually put your own thoughts and upload it just on the LinkedIn for everyone to see but I remember myself just putting this article together and thinking oh no I don't like it I don't like it I don't like it been changing and changing and then it's just practice so as soon as you cross this line just pop something don't be afraid. Yeah, if it's something that uh, you, if something maybe you think that people not agree with, that's fine. You know, you're not a hundred dollars note that you know to please everyone. So someone probably agree with agrees with you. Someone's not. That's absolutely fine. But it's is just probably something needs to um, be seated inside of you and you'll just you know water it and it'll start growing and this is my journey this was my experience and I just crossed that line and after that I think I was more really confident to post something on the LinkedIn and I would just produce one like almost every day different content on the different um, platforms just be passionate and maybe if you need someone to guide you or just give you this push that will be really helpful too that is absolutely Mm. amazing and I think you know the there's there's one quote that I love that just like encouraged me to push myself out of my comfort zone in terms of sharing content and and showing up online and it was just that other people's opinion of you is none of your business right and I just thought look that that is I just resonated so much with that and I think like that by showing up um and posting content that is true to you and that you feel is a really important message to get out there that is going to if that impacts one person job done Mm. you know there's there's going to be a million and one people that your content will resonate with and I think you've touched upon something that also I think is very important that you are you're you're a woman who doesn't have English as a first language how many more women out there feel the exact same way and feel as though they probably hold back because of the very same reasons Mm -hmm. so by you showing up and being true to yourself and sharing that content I have no doubt that you have impacted so many more women than than you probably even are aware of so it is it's so that's such an important story to share and thank you very much for being vulnerable and Mm -hmm. sharing that courageous journey with us (laughs) Sky thinks so too (laughs) <laughs> yeah I second I absolutely second what Pam just said there as well it, it, it's so inspiring and and that's how it just begins right just by one post one article one video and this is the other thing I say to people as well as like you don't have to do everything like you can what's what do you prefer some people prefer writing some people prefer video some people prefer audio and that's the beauty right you don't mm-hmm. just have to just do everything you can pick your thing I I actually quite enjoy a variety so I I love doing the audio with the podcast but also we do the video and I and I do love writing but I find with my writing I have to have space in my mind if I have a busy mind or if I'm thinking about the to-do list for the day I'm not as creative in my writing. I don't know about you, but I, I need 
silence. I need just peace around me and calm tranquility to get my thoughts out onto paper in the way that I want to. So I think that's very important part of the creative process as well of just setting yourself up for success when you are creating this content and enjoying it, like not seeing it like, oh, I've got to create all this content for my personal brand. It's like, just enjoy it. And this is a way for you to get your words, your mission, your vision, your passions out into the world. How amazing that that is what social media allows that we can use our voices on a platform and it can go out to thousands of people. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd love to know, Olga, like what, what you're working on now and, you know, what, what sort of next for you, for your business and uh, yeah, what's next for you right now? I think, um, well, first of all, I'm working with one uh, tech company that is a startup. So we are building they're building, I'm just advising on marketing strategy and uh, how to build um, a, a business uh, with uh, because they're B2B. So and um, we're working on the marketing strategy, just putting it together, how we're going to reach out, how we're going to be different because this is a really important thing. It's how you stand out. It, there's so many different tech solutions and so many, as you can see, so many uh, projects in a Web3, as you know, NFTs, thousands of, you know, in a few months we could see all these projects, thousands, and now not everyone survived because they probably, um, they didn't know how to be in the space. They didn't know how to build a community. They were just, you know, creating hype and, um, you know, the strong, it's like, it's normal process. It's normal, uh, natural process of the market. So, but coming back to your question, so we, um, I'm working with the company just building this uh, marketing strategy. And I'm also um, helping a startup community at Silicon Beach. And uh, tonight we are hosting one of our virtual pitch nights. So I will be emceeing that. Uh, love connecting with different startups and see what they like, you know, what they're doing. And sometimes just like taking some notes and, okay, this is probably um, they need to pay attention to because sometimes, and lots of them, they don't really know how to market a pro- the product. So they think if they have this idea, they show this idea, they will be able to raise funds. But sometimes it's just not all the investors are interested, how are you going to sell it? Um, and also, um, I'm really, really passionate about uh, blockchain technology and um, just looking for some projects that I can collaborate with um, in terms of just reaching out to different industries and how we can put uh, a marketing strategy together. I love that. And actually building my business. So this is my day-to-day task. Mm. This building, writing content. Sometimes, you know, Georgia, you said like uh, you need a peace and quiet to sit down (laughs) and start writing. So I actually needed two. However, I need some music as Mm. well. And I found a perfect playlist. Is I'm I'm listening to lounge jazz. Love it. Beautiful. I don't know why it's literally helping me so much just writing. But sometimes, you know, like I call it my muse just left me. 
you know, this like, I don't have a muse, like, I don't have this inspiration, I don't have a motivation, I don't know what to write about. I will go for a walk. Yes. For like 30 minutes walk. You know, you just um, recharge and you may be listening to a podcast or just normal music. And then all of a sudden you have another idea what are you going to write about. So it's it's being creative. It's not just a skill. It's probably trying to find inspiration around you. Yeah. And I believe yeah. that everyone can do. Mm-hmm. Because I was pushing myself like years ago when I started writing lots of content, producing lots of content, I was pushing myself. Yeah. I was so I was so scared. I was just like putting, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it because I didn't have this confidence mm-hmm. inside me. I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's maybe it wasn't that bad. It was just me being really uh, not having a confidence mm. in myself and it, it's time yeah time and practice mm-hmm. absolutely and I think it is it's so important to give yourself the space to get the creative juices flowing you know you need to have like that be out yes. and just like get, immerse yourself in nature like Georgie and I actually both live in the surf coast and I actually find it a very creative place you know when you get out and you get down to that ocean and you go walk along uh, walking along like it's it's a very raw ocean and there's just there's something so powerful about it and I feel like that's where sometimes like thoughts just come up and Mm. I start thinking things and I feel really inspired and think do you know what I'm actually just going to like note this down like this is something that actually this is something that I want to share on my platform. This is what I'm thinking right now. Let's just get it out there. And sometimes it can be as quick as that. It's just like, don't, don't pause, just go for it. Get, get it out there. Like put your thoughts out there and don't overthink it either. You know, you don't want to have to just like, don't stall yourself in, in the pursuit of perfection. Yeah. Because there's no such thing. Yeah, I think that's 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 really powerful. There's no such thing as a perfect post, a perfect article. You know, you're never going to think, oh, that was fantastic. I wouldn't have changed a thing. So it's just like sometimes I think it's our, our friend Fanta that says it, just press the damn button and yes. just go for it, post it, you know, like what's the worst that can happen, right? I think that's it. Sometimes we're our own worst critics and we get in our own heads and sometimes you just got to go, posting it don't care if it gets two likes 100 likes a thousand likes i'm just gonna go for it and just you know and keep a consistency i think that's the key thing as well isn't it is showing up consistency Mm -hmm. using your voice being authentic writing things creating things that are true to you i think that's super powerful but olga where can we send people who want to find out more about you your business where should we send them where are you most active I think I'm more active on LinkedIn and I love about the consistency. So it's really important to know it's not even for your audience that they will see. This is how a social media platform algorithm works as well. So being consistent that your content will be pushed more and just to know and learn about the perfect time and days, you know, probably the, the most terrible day to post on the LinkedIn it will be Saturday or Sunday. And, uh, you know, the most active people that will be, you know, on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. So just knowing then and being consistent. So I think my uh, consistency is more like, I mean, I'm more active on uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my platform and um, Twitter as well. But sometimes it's it's too noisy there. Too noisy, too many bots, too many, too many people, and you know, accounts are joining. You don't even know why they're joining. 
so one day started following you but linkedin is the perfect place for me and i found that it's really beneficial and i started you know building a business there like you know getting even uh inquiries through linkedin and say like oh we we literally googled and we found you and we read your content and really resonates with us can we talk about, uh, you know, building a marketing strategy or can you help us with some marketing activities? Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm just like, that's great. So my yes. content works. Absolutely. <laughs> Correct. And that, that's a, such a powerful message to, to leave this podcast with today is that, you know, you never know what post is going to resonate. You never know what post is going to, you know, get that deal over the line or get that person that you think, oh, I really would love to work with that company. So you've just got to keep going. You, you don't, don't give up on your yourself. Don't give up, be consistent, you know, write to who you want to attract Mm -hmm. and just show up every single day and have the courage to do that. So Olga, we'll make sure that we put all of the links to your um, LinkedIn and your Twitter, even if you don't hang out too much there, but we'll make sure we put all your social links below. And thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. And thank you so much for everyone who's listened to today's podcast. And uh, we look forward to seeing you, hopefully Olga, at a few events and uh, and connecting offline as well. And uh, Thank you so much for all of our Sisterhood Club community. Um, We'll speak to you again very soon. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give a little share on your social. And if you have time, please leave a review. And I hope to see you next time. Take care.